0: We, as the lighting community, are, are very much the stewards and guardians of a lot of very sort of sp- the spiritual entity of architecture yeah. and the built environment. You know, without lighting, it loses so much meaning for humanity. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm including daylighting in that too. You know, without the sun, obviously, we wouldn't have a planet. But more than that, we, there's so much nuance and, you know, meaning that's built up in all of these analogies with light and you know religion, light and space, light and time and and I really truly believe that as practitioners of light we have a responsibility to you know shepherd that into as many projects as we can and to make sure we do it equitably so like if you live someplace that has been disregarded and had a ton of negligence you need that much more support to make it to a baseline that is
1: Welcome back to the Virtual Lighting Design Community Podcast, a global platform that empowers, inspires, educates, and connects the lighting design community. This podcast is brought to you by our premium supporters Aero Hospitality Lighting, Creative Lighting Asia, ERCO, the Signify Lighting Academy, and Felix Lighting. Here's your regular dose of light inspiration. For anyone wanting a visual experience, please do check out our YouTube channel, where you will find the video version of this episode, as well as many other great interviews and presentations by our industry thought leaders. Our YouTube handle is at vld.community, and of course it wouldn't be complete without mentioning our online platform where the magic happens. Join us and your fellow lighting enthusiasts, where you can gain access to the complete array of presentations, interviews, stories ongoing conversations a host of resources and much more so please do check that out and explore the community in this episode meet lauren dandridge a 17-year lighting industry veteran and principal of chromatic a firm dedicated to promoting lighting quality and equality we had the pleasure of welcoming lauren dandridge to the vld community booth at the recent light and intelligent building middle east in dubai As she graciously joined us, we had the opportunity to delve into her experiences at the event and her engaging presentation at the ThinkLight Arena. Lauren shared her unique perspective on this year's event and provided valuable insights during our conversation at the booth.
2: Lauren, how are you going? Thank you <laughs> for having a chat with us. Welcome to Dubai. Welcome to the VLDC booth. Um, you, you came on, on, flew in on Monday, and you you, you got your way through the, the Think Like talk on this yes. m- early this morning. Yeah. Um, how did you manage that? How How are you holding up?
0: <laughs> uh, I'm very tired, uh, um, but I'm you know it's like a. I'm on adrenaline, but it's exciting, and and I've never been here before. So there's all this energy. your first time in Dubai. It is my first time. It's my first time in the Middle East. Oh, okay. And I've wanted to come this to this for a very long time, but it's a substantial time commitment. It's Mm. a substantial like time away from my family and from teaching and you know everything. Uh, But you know when you know Sharon and Martin are great, so when they call, you show up.
2: Absolutely. So how long, how long was your flight? Because I know you didn't get much sleep. And you know, I have to say you're looking fairly radiant for someone who oh. hasn't slept very well. And then Monday straight into the, the judging uh, proceedings. So tell, tell us a bit about that.
0: It's a 16-hour it's a flight. Uh, you okay. know, I had high hopes of working on my presentation and practicing on the flight. And then the Internet didn't work on the flight. And then, oh. and then you know, at some point you're supposed to sleep because it's 16 hours. So... The coolest part of it actually is that we got to see the sunset twice. Oh, okay. In that, one that flight. Is special. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. And the flight its one of the flight attendants came by and she was like, Oh, if you open up your window you can see the northern lights and Oh my god,
2: that sounds like an amazing flight. I know, it was
0: it was actually really special and I'm here I brought my cousin so like I have someone okay. to share this with and we're yeah. gonna go on a little bit of a vacation afterwards, you know, yeah. because the time commitment is so great. And one of the most special things about being here is, you know, I've taught for a really long time at the University of Southern California, and from very early on in my lectures, I've always featured a Spears major project in Abu Dhabi, Ah, the Great Mosque. The Great Mosque, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, to be 13 years into teaching where that project is referenced in every class that any student has ever Mm. taken with me, and Mm. being able to go and now replace the you know website images with my own is going to be so so special I can
2: recommend it we went there on Monday yesterday Um. (laughs) I'm losing track of time (laughs) (laughs) we came in on Monday we went there yesterday and um, I can definitely uh, say it's worth worth the while going there
0: even if it was only for 10 minutes I would I would do it but luckily we'll be there the whole day into the night
2: so, so you're no stranger um, you you, um, a lot of people would obviously know you from just lighting in general you, you know, you've been around the, the industry for a while but also you um, were part of the virtual lighting design community, yes. was it a year or so ago where you had a great talk to, um, on the politics of lighting design and we had a panel discussion a, as well um, if you can cast our minds back to that but um, yeah. so maybe, I mean we've already had a bit of a Chat, but maybe for those of you who don't know about you, Uh um, who who am I? Who are you? What do you do? And um, (laughs) you know, fill us in a bit. (laughs) Sure.
0: Uh, uh, Hi, my name is Lauren. I am a lover of light for my entire life. I think that's one of the most actually prolific and individual things about me. Yeah. I am a mother. I'm a wife. I'm a really good friend. And. I now, in the last few years, have a lighting design studio and research lab called Chromatic, which is where a lot of the talks that I've been doing have, been, have come from. And I am a professor, I, like I said, I teach at the University of Southern California. I teach in the, specifically in the School of Architecture and have taught there for 13 years. So I teach the lighting design classes and a class that I affectionately call lighting information because I don't really have enough <laughs> time to teach like design no, no. and so they get drips
2: and drabs. No. <laughs> well they get a drip okay. uh,
0: it's you know it's like one of those classes where it's uh for building systems so it's a third lighting a third acoustics and then every other system that makes a building habitable yeah. in the last five weeks uh and then i am a very passionate uh just advocate for the things that are important. So if it's for my students, if it's for lighting quality, if it's for, you know, the equitable distribution of lighting, you know, all of those things. And I think starting my firm uh, with my business partner, Nick Albert, has really helped, you know, coalesce all those different parts of me into a, a nice professional avenue. Yeah. Like it's really hard to push professionals to think about equity if you can't also incite empathy. yeah, And being able to say, well, I understand how this might be something. This is how it makes me feel. How does it make you feel? And then you can open a door and start having conversations where people don't feel like you're talking down to them because you say, you know, lumens, foot candles, lux, et cetera. You can say, I don't don't feel safe and this is why. Or I do feel safe because of this. And I wish
2: all these other things. So you're associating that feeling with what you want to try and actually achieve from us?
0: I think so. I I think part of what the keynote today about was that we as the lighting community are are very much the stewards and guardians of a lot of very sort of the spiritual entity of architecture and the built environment. You know without lighting it loses so much meaning for humanity Uh, and I'm including daylighting in that too. You know without the sun obviously we wouldn't have a planet but more than that we there's so much nuance and you know meaning that's built up in all of these anal- analogies with light and you know religion light and space light and time and and i really truly believe that as practitioners of light we have a responsibility to you know shepherd that into as many projects as we can and to make sure we do it Equitably, so like yeah. if you live someplace that has been disregarded and had a ton of negligence, you need that much more support to make it to a baseline that is enjoyable.
2: Yeah. How, how do you see that that could be best sort of achieved? Is is it just about awareness, or is it also like you know how how can we do that in realistically? Is is that just um, the lighting designer's responsibility, or do we have to also make sure that you know, other parts of the chain are doing the right thing <laughs>
0: uh, yes the answer the answer in these scenarios is almost always yes yeah. there is no one solution right the building doesn't get built yeah. by one
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: industry by one trade by one anything so yes lighting designers can be at the forefront of making lighting more equitable and and practicing that way but funding has to be there code has to allow it it has yeah. to make space the perspectives have to be in the room. It's very hard to change people's opinions if everyone has the same opinion.
2: Yeah.
0: So, y- yes, engineers, contractors, district, like, ev- all 75,000 of us <laughs> yeah. that make up, you know, each individual part of the lighting community is very yeah. important for making, you know, this responsibility more than just talk.
2: Yeah. Now, um, Maybe we'll just go back. We'll, we'll round a little bit back to yesterday. Okay. Um, you were involved in the judging proceedings.
0: Yes. Tell
2: us a little bit about that. Was oh, that,
0: it's so was that a cool. long day.
2: I, I know you hot off the plane, and it was just go go go. But <laughs> well, yes.
0: Yeah. So you know, I I thought I was coming in a day early, and I would have time to jet lag correct, and you know relax a little bit before the hustle and bustle of the conference but no you know get hot too it was really amazing I've I've done judging before I've never done it done it at this at an international level and you know the first round was just so many good projects and so many interesting design takes on spaces that could have been so many different ways and I've I've really enjoyed the process. And yesterday was really special because we were all in the same room, yeah. you know, being able to have discussions and, and talk about things that one person saw and valued and things another person mentioned that then changed the dynamic for many of us. And I believe for the first time in the awards, we the shortlisted projects were able to have a representative in the space. And that oh, yeah. actually really helps because there's only so much information you can gather from
2: I don't know if that's normally done but I think yeah Yeah. that's that's, I think it's new this year
0: so I so you know in the same ways that a an application that you know the application they provide has enough for you to judge but imagine if you're able to then speak to the designer or, or the project manager and they say oh yes the reason it looks like that is because we did this this and this and we also you know had this amount of time and yeah. that affected how we were able to make choices and then the, the project becomes you have a yeah. you know much more holistic understanding of the project
2: I guess it's different like if you're just seeing a write-up of a project versus you got the person there and they can explain their reasoning why they've made certain choices right because mm-hmm. um, anyone can write a lovely description
0: well yeah <laughs> marketing teams write those right absolutely uh, but when the designer comes in and can speak passionately about the process and where it fell apart and how you were able to recover, I mean, I love a good redirect and a pivot, oh, yeah. right? Like, like Absolutely. our whole our whole situation is, oh, that's too expensive. Cool. Here we go. What's this? Oh, you want it tomorrow? Cool. I didn't think that. Here we go. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, tomorrow's too late. Okay. How do we get something today? You know. Yeah. Uh, so with the person in the room you can have that, and it, and it like I yeah. said, it just makes the projects feel so much more real. They're yeah. more real than just pictures. Yeah,
2: and I think it's, just, um, it's a really nice touch this year.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, um, I know we already talked about your, um, you know, your presentation earlier, mm-hmm. and I know that the themes of this um, fair this year are a lot about you know, the responsible, us being responsible as lighting designers, mm-hmm. um, you know, dark sky, circular economy, um, with that in mind, are, are there any trends or, or developments or anything that you can see sort of looking forward that might, um, might be worth mentioning that um, in terms of uh, where the industry is headed as a whole?
0: Uh, well, I mean, I, ho- I hope that the adaptation of, like, responsibility sinks in somewhere Greater than just the the five or three or four things that you said, yeah, not yeah. because they aren't important, but because most of most of those things get better with more uh, fingers in the pies, so to speak. Right, mm. so we can do more about sustainability when we address it from every single angle, not just lighting design, but also manufacturing, but also the distribution. Then once we talk about that, we can figure out circularity because now, okay, manufacturers are already on board with sustainability. How can we make recycling and reuse a part of that? So that's great. And then, then you start adding and adding. So it's it's yeah. like it's um it's a layering effect it stacks you build on that stacks yeah. up. Yeah. And you know, so in the in the session after the keynote, uh, you know, Chris gave a really great presentation, and he talked about. You know, as cities move forward and and we're creating new spaces, we have to be careful to not be obsessed with the new so much that we neglect all these other important factors, right? Like that was really interesting, and I think very important as you know we see AI and the Internet of Things taking off. That we forget and that we let the technology and the newness drive us, be outside of design, and. You know, Charles gave a great speech, making sure that we're keeping people at the center of light. So I think all of those are very, very poignant, very important.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask, like, as well after after your, your keynote, what what um, what others actually added to that conversation as well. So it good to. Hit. There you go. <laughs>
0: there you go. I segued right in,
2: but uh, um, like I said um, in the in the opening is. Uh, um, you you were involved with us last year doing yes. a presentation on um, the uh, politics of, of lighting design. Yes, um, which was it seems like a far away, uh, <laughs> long time ago. Do you remember what it was like doing doing that back then?
0: It y- yes, I remember. It was actually at this time I was trying to finish the presentation and I kept getting caught up on how. You know, it's a very short amount of time. It's twenty minutes, yeah, approximately. And you know, politics tends to be something that people are not short-winded about. You know, no, they have no. very <laughs> they have very deeply held beliefs, and they want to share them. And and dare I say, pontificate on them. And that I really potentially divisive as and, well, and potentially divisive. And I was trying to really think about it in terms of what can we gain, not like how to. I, I've never viewed any of these equity measures or responsibility as to the exclusion of others, right? Like it's all about including more, because more is more. Like this isn't less no, is more. No. more is actually more yeah. in, in in so many of these cases. And the view that I decided to take was was definitely supposed to be geared towards women and 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 how you know, the politics of being in the workplace and, and what it means to be a woman in the workplace, and specifically in lighting design, which is a, actually a great industry for us to be in, which I mentioned in the keynote. We have quite a bit of participation from women in our... In, and specifically in design, less so in engineering, less yeah. so in manufacturing, more so in sales. And how do we take this new gift that COVID actually gave us, which all this remote working and this setup, and how do we, how do we help women... M- you know, move forward into these spaces with much more grace, and not, you know, having to yeah, constantly more. break through things. Yeah.
2: And, I get, and initiatives like Women in Lighting are really good for that as well. You're, you're they're an, amazing. A, are you an ambassador for that, No, you're not an ambassador, <laughs> but you're. you're I a have not been of, asked. <laughs> Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that I guess leads us into um, what we're here in in the Virtual mm-hmm. Lighting Design Community booth. Um, how do you like the booth by the way? I, I love First
0: it. First time we got a booth. <laughs> I, I I really like it. I actually think it's really lovely. It's in trade shows you get um, sensory overload because yeah. there's there's things you know, people are trying to get your attention, so there's things flashing and there's color and there's brightness and it's really hard to find a moment of calm yeah. and this is quite it's, lovely actually. Yeah.
2: So um, we've we've got a lot of young People that are, you know, either studying lighting design or, you know, are are early on in their lighting design careers, and we've also got, I suppose, we can call them veterans in the lighting design industry. It's a nice way of saying it. (laughs) Um, The
0: more experienced,
2: (laughs) more more experienced lighting designers, (laughs) and we're all sharing, and and, you know, and of course, you know, we're here. Nothing beats the face-to-face. No, no, it's not to replace events like this. Mm -hmm. Um, But when we're not here, where are we going to catch up? Where are we going to connect? continue that conversation I think you know this is a great way that we could potentially do that mm-hmm. um, obviously this started during the, the pandemic when, yeah. when we weren't traveling and these events weren't on uh, what, what's what been your experience so far you know um, of us um, being part of the community and, and sharing with us and um, what, what are your impressions I guess um, a year or so on from when you first shared your presentation.
0: It's it's so hard because I thought, gosh, you know, in the scheme of like the whole world, like I'm sure there's tons of lighting people I haven't met, but you know, at that that time was so stressful. Like I think <laughs> we forget like how stressful COVID was. Yeah. And when I was making that presentation, I was like, oh man, like who like who wants to watch that? You know, like we're we're like the pressures on us are so great.
2: Yeah.
0: But again, like I, I think the silver if there are silver linings to a really very difficult time, you know, the gift of the, you know, sort of zoom economy of yeah. how we're able to meet and function and now create a whole nother way to work is really a gift and I think the virtual lighting design community is actually a product of that. I I may never have met some of the people that I met today had I not participated in the community and then been able to recognize them when I saw them. Yeah. Like, oh I watched your presentation on, you know, this thing in episode seven and and being able to see them and have them say back to me oh I saw yours and and, so you've
2: had nice feedback like that yeah
0: which is which is great I I I love teaching and I love talking about lighting and you know I teach students so they're not able to reciprocate that same passion (laughs) back right like I'm trying to convince them that that, that it's great so to be in place oh I'm sorry so to be in places (laughs) where the uh the relationship is more balanced in terms of interest and dedication to light is, is really special. Yeah.
2: Lauren, I think um, it's been a pleasure <laughs> talking to you and you know I know you're, you've are you had a long day, <laughs> it's not over yet. I'm great. You're great. great. Full of adrenaline.
0: Just <laughs> gonna keep going until I pass out.
2: But um, no, it's been a pleasure talking to you and thank you so much for coming down and having a chat. And um, hopefully we'll get a chance to um, feature you again. And work with you maybe in another presentation on on the. That would be great.
0: (laughs) I would love it. Thank you so much for having me. Cheers.
1: Cheers. We hope you enjoyed this episode and you've gained some insight or inspiration that you can take away or perhaps apply. If you enjoyed this episode, it is always appreciated if you could take a moment to share the podcast with your peers and friends or leave a review on your favorite podcast app consider subscribing to the podcast and our YouTube channel to stay up to date with our latest content. Do check out our online platform as well at vld.community. If you would like more, why not go back and listen to some of our previous episodes and hear more from our thought leaders. Thanks for listening, and we will be back with more great presentations or interviews very soon. Till next time.